Hello and welcome to another episode of Martech Conversations between Thorai Todla and Praveen Shekhar. We have been, you know, over the last two, three days discussing about competitive intelligence and technology intelligence. We discussed about process in uh, the previous episode, and we're going to continue on the process line, but more specifically, tools for technology intelligence. What are the tools? Where do they fit in? And uh, for some of you who may recollect that I related back to my market research experience that it's all about data collection, analysis, and reporting. And uh, Dore added on in his conversation, of course, it's uh, scaled up a whole lot more. But Dore, my question when we, even before we get into naming some of the tools, yeah. what tools should I look for? What do I need to? Because the bulk of uh, uh, our time in my company and the ones that I've invested in, focus a lot more on gathering the data and uh, putting it together in some shape. But uh, is that the only part? What do we need to do when we just discuss about an overarching tools for tech intelligence part of it, the right? Okay. So what do you use today anyway to collect, at least gather data? And, uh, um, it uh, continues to be Google. It continues to be search strings, put that together. Um, a few databases that we have signed up for in terms of competitor information or client prospect information and uh, newsletters that we subscribe to and uh, tracking uh, whatever is happening in the landscape with specific reference to the new tools or new services that are being offered. And okay. we put them together. Uh, we don't have a database per se. So it comes down to a Google XLS or an Evernote uh, okay. where everything comes in. So basically your text tools, but so let's, yes. let, let me kind of, before actually start talking about tools, uh, we'll explore this a little bit, right? So let us sure. say, um, let's say I want to find a directory of companies in, um, um, you know, medical devices. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Google and say companies in medical devices. Mm -hmm. uh, I can say a list of companies in medical devices, directories of companies in medical devices, Okay. Um, and then if I'm lucky, and I think in most of the time you do get lucky is that you hit upon a directory, which is basically, right. list, which is actually a table. Right? Yes. And this is exactly what you're looking for. And then right. what they do is they you start getting these tables and then you can, so first thing you can do is you can go to the page and you can extract the table. Um, so instead of copying and pasting it um, as text, uh, you can, there are tools that actually go to a web page, extract a table, and give you a CSV file, which you can directly load in Excel or Google Sheets or any of these mm -hmm. things. Now, Google Sheets, if you're sharing it with somebody else and processing it and things like that. And one of the things that you'll start noticing it is that many of them will have links to these each one of these companies, but the link will actually not go to the company, mm -hmm. it'll actually go to their internal uh, page which will give you a small summary of the company and their own uh, thing. And sometimes Correct. if you're lucky, we'll give you a link to the website of the company. Correct. But otherwise in many of them, they may just, just give, give you, it's, it's in their own internal entry about mm -hmm. the company or a page about the company. And, uh, but of course, once you know the company name, you again take the company name and now go right. to Google and then try to get, um, the name of the the actual URL of the company, which is website address of the company. Right. Um, have you ever tried uh, to type the name of the company in a Google search uh, and see what happens? Yeah, most of the competitors and some clients and prospects, we do that. Yeah, 
So what do you, what do you expect when you type the name of company in Google? Uh, it's generally about the company, the website, the press releases, etc. That comes yeah. through. But that's not the first result that will come. No, no, it will be a bunch of ads and other linkages. No, besides the ads, <laughs> no, even, if you, even if you don't have the ads, right? There is a lot of like, for example, you type the name of a college. There are lots of others who went and got the SEO. Um, so they'll be people who will be actually using like if you type the name of a restaurant. Right. You know, Go and type, for example, Sangeeta, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It the is first all entry the you do, you see. other links. Yes, I get it. So before you actually find the name of the company or the actual company. Which, which may take, not be in the first page. <laughs> yeah, it may not even be in the first page in some cases. So, so that is one thing. Um, so these are normal tools, right? You, you have a search engine that gives you these kind of stuff. And then you, you gather the information. Um, then you go to the company uh, website. So there's a bunch of pages. So what are you going to do? They're all text. Okay. So what do you do then? So let's say I found the, let's say idea is to find uh, 10 to 15 competitors and alternators to some product. Right. Or to some, yeah. So the product alternator or product competitor is not necessarily the company uh, alternative or company competition, even though right. there is there is an overlap there kind of stuff. So what do you start doing it? Uh, you, you find another website. You go to the website, then what do you do? Um, you start writing down, you know, the product name or right. the, you know, you'll start getting, you know, copy paste yes. the URL and all that, bookmark it and all that sort of stuff. But you finally end up with, everywhere you go up with the, you end up with text and images, text and images. Yes. So what, what, at that point in time, most of the people stop. They look at the text and thing and say, okay, fine, I'll copy paste the text. Like you said, the very fact you said Evernote sent me a signal that okay, that's exactly what you put a web clipper or something like that, the Evernote extension yes. in the browser and say, yes. Hey, copy this dude, or give me a summary of this page, or you know, because right. Evernote has all these different um and so for those people who have not used Evernote, Evernote has like I think uh, three or four formats. It can bookmark a page. It can give you an uh, abstract summary of the page, uh, you know, save. It can just copy all the text <clears throat> in that page. Right, right. And then, and then it does something else. There is one more which I haven't used very much. So now, it, instead of being on a web page, now you are stuck inside web or not. <laughs> uh, web was web was easy to read and write. Now Evernote is not that easy to read and write. Agreed. So, so what happens is you keep getting locked up in these little products that are um, that are there, and and they, that's good because you have it, you can read it, but it's human readable. And then unless you are very uh, Evernote, fortunately has a, a capability for you to. Plugin, uh, yes. make your own plugin, and which can go and do something. But now you are getting into programming kind of stuff. at that level. The person who writes, I, I don't, want, don't to want to get into it. <laughs> don't want to get into it, which is proper, you know, which is fine. So there are um, there are a few tools we we follow, and we ran through the same stuff. Right? We had um, we want to go to uh, track all the companies uh, in a particular space. I'll go and say association of. Um, you know, competitive intelligence professionals, and then I'll get a list. Then I want to say, I want to track all these pages um, 
web pages to see whether any of them change mm-hmm. using Infominder. Infominder is a product where we track a page every day and see whether yes. there are any differences. And there are other products like that also. There is something called Change Detect and a lot of monitoring website, web page monitoring. So we needed to extract all the links from them. So you write a browser extension. Uh, I'm not asking you to write, Praveen. I know what is your answer going to be, but uh, there are a lot of products that you can put in as a plugin in the Chrome plugin that will just extract all the links and give it to you. And then you can save the links. That is one. The second thing is there is a, now we you remember in the beginning when you were talking, we said, I want to go to a certain space. I want to know the vocabulary of the space. Right. Yes, of course. And how do you get the vocabulary? You get the keywords that are there in the homepage and some of the key pages, like in the product page and things like that. And there are these keyword tools that are available to you that you can, you know, that's a plugin. So I can press it. And then it'll tell me, it'll run through the whole page and extract all the keywords and give it to you. And then you can keep accumulating these keywords. Mm-hmm. So now you have a bunch of keywords and of course you can sort them and you know frequency, remove duplicates. They're all, they can all be done because these keywords can be exported to your spreadsheet. And a lot of people are very comfortable doing with the spreadsheet kind of thing. So, right. it, but the story is that you end up with links, you end up with text, Yes. You end up with images which you can't do much with, so you throw it away for some reason. So sometimes you keep it for various reasons. You end up with tables which can be yes. converted into spreadsheets and then which is again text and links. Right? right? So, yes. so you are in the yes. text and links. So this is where um, and the process of getting this sometimes is very simple because when you say directory or you get companies. But in the case of uh, Google, you have it, you'll, if you set your page size to 25 uh, results, you'll get the first 25 companies. Like click right. next, you'll get the right. next 25 companies. I always set it to 100 because I, I, I have to, and it's a very simple setting in Google. If you set to right. Right. You give me the first 100 results. I'll scroll through once and say, that's it. And if I want, I'll go to the next 100, but most of the time I won't. And you can also search through that list. Right. The thing that would be really nice, and we don't have it, is that can I take these results and search inside the results? Um, same level of sophisticated search. There are simple find kind of tools that you can use. Like, for example, I can go to a browser and say Control F, which means find in this page, and I can type some letter and it will just do that. But the problem with that page is that pages, snippets from Google, yes. and links. And I want to go to the next level and get all the links and go to that text and then search also. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have tools that are doing that kind of stuff. So, so these are the kinds of tools that actually we build. In fact, I have one that I can show it to you that while yes. what we do is Google fortunately provides you what is called an API. And um, I mean, and so we, what we build is, is custom search engine kind of stuff. And, so, and it is limited to 100 results. So not giving you, and I normally don't right. have to be on 100. So, because I would rather uh, take that and then modify the search and yeah. then get 100 more, which are clo- getting closer and closer to this. Kind of so, for example, let's say I'm doing some research on cloud, uh, you know, cloud providers, not on right. cloud. Sorry, let's say SaaS companies or something yeah. like that. So I'll type uh, SaaS companies in marketing. 
somebody who delivers uh, you know software as a service uh, for marketing very right. marketing tools and all those things uh, most of them are like that like the hubspots and you know many of these companies like uh, seo moz and all these right. kinds of things right so i can go and type uh, saas plus marketing plus companies and then i'll get uh, um, the google results now i can then i suddenly find out that oh the marketing tools themselves have the tools for seo and the tools for backlinks and tools for so so i now i expand the search so i get this grab this 100 then i go and say see seo plus saas plus you know um, mm-hmm. seo is un- unique in itself but sometimes right. you know you may want to expand it a little bit further so what you do is modify the search refine the search and you start getting more and more 100 for example right uh, so given a company it's i will say uh, top 100 companies will give you the top list like um, list of top 100 companies right. in your list uh, so you it's more like a lot more of a google search magic that starts doing so one of the skills that you know your team has to have is to, now what are all the different ways in which you can search absolutely sometimes, yeah sometimes i go click on this link and i go to this page and um, uh, using an automated tool saying that okay i want to go and grab the top level pages of a website mm-hmm. the company blocks you you can't you can't do that yeah uh, because they look at you and say hey who who's this guy i mean i don't i don't want him coming and most of the people come and steal content so there are a lot of <laughs> smart tools that grab <laughs> but they all want uh, first they want google to index their pages so that they come up in search ranks so they don't they don't block google mm-hmm. so you use that technique because they don't block google and but they block all the unknown crawlers and things like that you can say google has this thing called site search which is a site colon give the url and give you a search string and it will search within that site and pull out all right. the pages within that site so it's so google has a lot of levels of sophistication uh, that is so it's a question of learning that and then now you can use that string and you know google search you can do it as a stored search there is the other thing that you can do is you let's say you want to uh, not only get those pages but you also want mm-hmm. to track them when they change Yes. So monitor them when they change. So what you can do is, you can take this and then you can set an alert saying that whenever this page changes, whenever any of these links change, let me know. And there are a lot of page monitoring services that do that. Right. You know, doing it. So at the at the first level, data gathering level, I have links, I have text. Yes. So and after that, people just take off. You know, like for example, I read a. Uh, item in new york times or the hindu mm-hmm. magazine or a financial express about you know various companies in a particular industry that are going to benefit from this covid you know uh, vaccine distribution or production or research right. or whatever and now i want to go and research each one of these companies what do people do they take a piece of paper or you know the modern equivalent of paper which is you know a spreadsheet and then type in the names of all those kinds of companies fortunately now we have uh, something called natural language processing mm-hmm. the natural language processing has a subset basically what it does is it's uh, i mean there is nothing natural about any of these languages but you know it's a human language 
uh, mm. you know when you look at it and then i'll just speak stick to english because i don't know the <laughs> level of level of sophistication of uh, these tools in other languages because i haven't right. tried them but uh, saying common denominator is english uh, the natural language processing what it does is it takes the text and then it breaks it into paragraphs and sen- which is fairly easy uh, then it breaks paragraph into sentences which is also easy because each sentence ends with either a period or an exclamation mark or a uh, or a, uh, sometimes a question mark right you know these are the end of sentence punctuation marks and then pulls these sentences then they parse the sentence and give you there is called there is something called uh, pause tagging which is called parts of speech tagging right so they give you verbs and nouns basically and of course they'll also give you the adjectives they give you the determinants and they give you whole bunch of in the stuff but basically for me verbs are things that you do and nouns mm-hmm. are uh things that i'm interested in pulling out so when i start looking at nouns i'll start getting the names of companies names of cities names of places and entity extractors go one step even further so they go and pull out so there is an entity extractor mm-hmm. which actually underlying uses something very similar to sentence you know parts of speech tagging but it goes one step further instead of uh, it pulls out the names of places and it also tags the categorizes them mm-hmm. this is where uh, machine learning kind of this this technology used to be different before they used to do use linguistic models and that kind of stuff and all that but the uh, the entity extractors are not that great before but today they are extremely good so mm-hmm. i run this thing through an entity extractor and boom i got the names of uh, and i can you get the names of companies events so if i know there is a conference i get a conference all that kind of stuff and so now i got all these entities and uh, which is great so so i get the names of companies which is basically what i'm looking for and then so it's kind of a recursive thing so you take a you do a google search get a directory get a list of companies um if you have a ready made list of companies you have your job is pretty much done but mm-hmm. you have an article that talks about 10 different different companies and there's a top list if the company's name is not sitting in a table they are like hidden in subsections or whatever right. so you take that entire text and feed it to this nlp engine in our tool which will do entity extraction and then it gives you the names of the companies uh, and then of course you take the name of the company feed it back to your uh, company to url mapper you go to the company's website and then you extract the page pages of the company and the references to other companies so you now you start doing this entity extraction again again now again we've covered the gathering and we've covered the analysis part of it but Correct. how do i draw the inferences really fast because uh, as a typical listener or viewer to this um, conversation myself included dorai i want to eliminate the manual tasks because all these that you have uh, mentioned we are still doing traditionally manually one by one mm-hmm. now from information we've got some sort of intelligence how do i glean something actionable out of it yeah so you uh, you don't have to do it manually today what you can do is there are these tools called uh, robotic process automation tools mm-hmm. um and uh, they are process automation right so essentially what you do these steps 1 2 3 4 manually so you know 
I'm going to go to this page, then find the company, and then I'm going to go to the page. I'm going to do another Google search across sites. I'm going to go and right. do this uh, kind of thing. And the robotic process, there are a whole bunch of companies uh, and reasonably good products. The top, I think, is UiPath, um, and uh, you know we'll probably come up with a list tomorrow. But uh, you can also go and say RPA companies, and then I will do it. that. Yes. So whatever method that we talked about finding companies, you can find the RPA companies. They started with a very routine, uh, boring things. Like, for example, um, one of the most common uses of uh, RPA I've noticed is I went to one of these um, what is called uh, KPOs, uh, BPO, KPO kind of thing. Knowledge processing outsourcing companies, and uh, they are let's say customers of uh, Walmart, mm-hmm. and uh, they are let's say want to find out all similar products and pricing from Amazon. Okay, so they'll take Walmart product, take the name of the product. So if it's a branded product, the name will be the same. Right. And keep go- going in Amazon searches, and then keep finding the pricing. and then keep extracting all the thing including maybe the product images and that kind of stuff and then start building a database of this kind of stuff and deliver it to customers and that's what they basically do because there are a lot of nuances like for example mm-hmm. uh, walmart will figure out that if you take triple a batteries that amazon sells a pack of 4 pack of 12 pack of you know whatever and these guys will go and say i'll sell a pack of 6 You know, which is two skews in in between these two skews, and we'll try to do this kind of thing. So this, they were very dumb in the sense that well, they're not dumb; they're smarter than you know what we do manually. But what they would do is they follow a routine, and then they will go and handle it. The next generation of them added some scripting. So what happens if one of these steps fail? What is a graceful recovery? So they right. like, uh, added right. scripting. uh language python is used for doing these kinds of things so the, in fact there is an entire book on uh, automating boring stuff with python um so i'll show you that cover of that book actually yes uh, it's a, it's a pretty neat tool that it they do all these things and uh, because many of these you can do it with php and a whole bunch of ruby all these programming languages but what they essentially do is they use the web uh, you know apis to go and get this information and then then Uh, that is the crawlers okay then scrapers they scrape the information uh, and then scraping gets can get very complex because there is no one single way of scraping information because no two people maintain information in the same way yeah so yeah. slowly they are getting smarter like the semantic scraping is coming up you know like people are like uh, saying okay i am going to look at you know if i want to see an address the way i am going to detect an address is I'm going to look if it's India at six digits uh, pin code. If it's US, it's a five to nine digit zip code. Even though I've never seen people use nine right. digits, um, you know. And then normally it is preceded by the state, which is two characters, which is one of these fifty combinations. Right. Which means that before that is a city kind of thing. So there are smarter ones that will do address extraction uh, for locations of the company kind of thing. And so they use rules based. Uh, logic uh, so and, and there is a whole bunch of interesting technologies doing it and uh, beautiful dore I've, yeah. i've got a whole lot of things listed down as my learning for today yeah. starting with i need to get one of my uh, folks trained as a google search guru to okay. to get that part going um text extractors don't get locked up in various products uh, how do we find the vocabulary of a space 
searching inside search results. That's uh, something we would need to. Post tagging, entity extractors, RPI, uh, RPA tools, example, UiPath. Well, there's enough and more that you have given for yeah. me to go ahead, read up, prepare. Okay. And uh, my request to you is when we connect for the next episode, okay. uh, it would be great, uh, Dore, if you could walk us through a few products, including InfoMinder that um, your company, iMorph, has developed. We would love to have a look at that tool as well. Okay. We also built a small, some of these tools, we built an automatic search using Google Custom Search Engine API. All right. So that given a search, will take it and save it into a spreadsheet, CSV format. You can, you can, you can use that. Then we built a keyword extractor tool that given a page, it will automatically extract all the keywords and give it to you, which is much harder than you think. Actually, we use a Microsoft oh. Azure service for doing this. Uh, there is an entity extraction. So I'll demonstrate a few tools. These are yes, not please. products per se, but these are simple tools we built so that you know we can do all these kinds of things fairly easily. I'd, I'd love to know more and I'd love to see how I can use more of yeah. these tools. And I've not answered your inference question, so we'll talk about it. In the, yes. And I think uh, it's the same keyword that I used. I thought I would get to today, but I don't think we can get, uh, is that um, uh, uh, knowledge graph. Yes. And so we'll, we'll so talk we will, about that. Tomorrow. We'll cover the tools, uh, inferencing, and the knowledge graph. Lovely, Dorei. Thank you very okay. much. Thanks, Praveen. Take care.